Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. Welcome to the round 22 preview going through Teamless Tuesday for all a game solo pod tonight. Let's get right into it. First of all, good luck for anyone in their final round of Supercoach if you are playing the full season. If you're already into your semis, hope you're going good. If you've already been knocked out or you're no chance in Classic, commiserations, next year will be your year. And for obviously on an NRL level, still a lot to play for and some very crucial games this week. So let's get into it. First game, Melbourne versus Canberra from Sunshine Coast Stadium. For the Storm, you've still got Ryan Pappenhausen, who is on the bench. Nico Hines is starting. You've got Felice Kafusi and Nelson Asafa Solomona who have returned. So Tom Eisenhuth and Tepar Moroa make way. For the Raiders, Bailey Somerton returns after five games. So Semi Valame drops out on the wing. Jordan Rapana retains the fullback spot. Arcia Soliola joins the interchange bench at expense of Elijah Anderson, who did debut last week. A big game for Canberra. They've been playing some decent footy, you know, and really need to hit the, the foot to the gas here and get another win. But for Melbourne, it's been noted that. I think it was Gus who did come out and say, look, they've looked really clunky in the last few weeks, and that does correlate to when Ryan Pappenhausen was back in the lineup. I think it's no shock that a guy who was the form player of the comp after five rounds has an AC joint injury, comes back and gets heavily concussed, and, you know, the scary things about wild mood swings and um, all those sort of things. Obviously, they've, they've really tried to ease him back in, uh, when they do finally pull the switch and Hines does go back to the interchange of the reserves and Pappenhausen is the main man, time will tell. But it's been three weeks now. It's, he's getting right around that 35-minute mark. I think it will be the same in this game. I see no reason why they're going to try and rush him back in. you still got another four weeks before the finals. Keep easing him back in. I don't see any reason why that's an issue. Harry Grant still coming off the bench is great. And this full pack is now just becoming really, really good. You've obviously got... Bromwich, Welch, Kafusi, Bromwich, and Fanukin. Then you have Brandon Smith, who will go in there, the forward rotation when Harry Grant comes on. Big Nelson. And Chris Lewis has been in quite a surprise this season. I think they've finally got... This is basically their best one to the 17. You know, Aramir can drop out and George Jennings can come in, but this is their fit. They're firing at the end of the season. And obviously, when they do get Ryan Pappenhausen back to 100%, they are the runaway train for this, for this season. For the Raiders, again, you know, Matt Tomoko... Harley Smith-Shields, there's some real excitement and young youth in this team. Uh, they have let a couple of guys go uh, on loan deals, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, but the four-pack, you know, Gula, Harawira, Nira, seem like they're now on the out and they are coming off the bench for the rest of the season. Tarpane has locked up the prop spot and Hudson Young, the other one. So to me, this is the, the Raiders moving forward. This is their team, basically, that will be, you know, trying to get them through. This is their last bit of full strength for the season. It's going to be a very, very fascinating game. I have got Melbourne winning this one. Probably, you know, around that 12 point, I don't think they're going to blow the Raiders out. The Raiders can, you know, rough up a game and make it tough. You know, the four-pack can match the four-pack. And it's all about can they contain uh, Jerome Hughes? Because to me, he's been the shining light this season. You know, Nico Hines, Munster has moments. But to me, Jerome Hughes has made this train go. He's been there during the origin period. You know, he's really taken his running game to another level while organising in the kickies game. So Melbourne this one. By 12, should be a cracker of a game. On to the first Friday game from Suncorp. It's the Dragons hosting the Panthers. 
for the Dragons. All players are now serving their ban. So that means Jared Beal and Josh Kerr come back into the team. Cody Ramsey is out. So he is going to be replaced by Jared Beal in the centers. Tarek Sims will miss the match after he's been charged with a careless high tackle. And Terrell Fumo Ono returns from an injury, uh, from a suspension, sorry. So Jaden Hunt is the man to move the reserves to have Josh Kerr back on the bench. For the Panthers, Stephen Crichton returns from injury. Uh, sorry, from suspension. Uh, but Kurt Capel will miss after he's now been suspended. So it does cause a bit of a reshuffle. Brett needs to be recalled to the wing. So t- Taylor and May have drops to the reserves. Uppy Corusau is at the judiciary trying to beat a contrary conduct charge. If he does miss out, you would expect that Mitch Kenny will come into the into the starting side there. Last week's 18th man, Jamin Hoopgood, comes on the interchange bench with Spencer Lanou, who has had a huge fall from grace from where we thought he was last season. He's out of the side altogether. Nathan Cleary is still listed amongst the reserves, but I think they'll still be at least a couple of weeks away before uh, that is uh, made final and Cleary comes into the starting lineup there. Easy win for the Panthers, you would suspect. Uh, Burton and Luai are, co- are combining pretty well in the absence of Cleary. I think you saw last week the back row kick out. Martin Yo had huge parts to play. Leota Eisenhuth, Sorensen all coming through the middle as well. I think this is... This Panthers team is just waiting, obviously, for Nathan Cleary, but Matt Burden is finishing his last couple of games with the, with the Panthers with a bang. I expect nothing uh, different here. I think they are going to run over this Dragon side. Dragon side, who did play better last week than what I thought, but the impact of no Ben Hunt has really, really shown. And Jack Bird, a fullback, you know, they've obviously moved on from Dufty, and it'll be a surprise to see him if he plays at all for the rest of the season. Zach Lomax was a walk and return with... McKaylee Rolava, but yeah, this is going to be, I think the forward pack is a, is a bit of a knockout punch here. I think the Panthers will roll there. The halves, obviously, it's a huge knockout. And then, you know, the the, the backs expect a couple of tries for Staines, for Nate, and I think there'll be a couple of uh, swings to the edge and you'll get quite a few Panthers tries. I've got Panthers by 18 in this one. Should get home pretty comfortably. Matt Burden, he is my vice-captain this week, vice-captain pick, nice early game to get the VC under, and I think he's going to have an absolute monster of a game here. So Panthers by 18. Moving on to the second Friday game, it's at Suncorp again. The Broncos taking on the Roosters. For the Broncos, Tom Flegler returns from suspension. So Keenan Palacia uh, suffered a fractured shoulder blade. So he's out for the season. So Flegler takes his place. You've got uh, Albert Kelly, who comes into the starting sign as Brody Croft makes way as he's on his way to England. Selwyn Cobo comes into the centres for Jesse Arthurs. And Xavier Coates is back on the wing with Jermaine Asako out. T.C. Rabadi joins the interchange bench after being the 18th man last week. For the Roosters, huge news was Angus Crichton accepting a three-match uh, ban for his crusher tackle. So it's going to leave a huge hole. Satili Tupanua moves from the centres into the second row. Joe Manu from the wing to the centre. Dal Copley into the wing for his first game with the club. Jared Wurriahago is, is carrying a niggle, uh, slight injury. And he is going to be given a rest this week. So you got uh, the new man, White, comes onto the bench in his absence. Again, another one where it's hard to see anything different. Obviously, this was the game at the start of the year. If you look back at this season, this is the one huge upset that has happened. Uh, the Broncos beating the Roosters at the SEG. This is a very different and more weathered Roosters side. So I think this is going to be an absolute drubbing by 24, the Roosters here. Tedesco, Walker, you know, Manu. All the usual suspects will come in and make a huge dent here. I think that Butcher in the starting lineup, getting extended minutes will be huge for him. 
we've seen in previous seasons when he has had to fill in, in big time roles, he's been able to come in and do a really, really good job. So I think nothing in the forward pack will change. You know, you've got Liu, Takiaho, Butcher, Tupanua and Radley, they will all do their thing. Doc Lamb and Verils is becoming a nice little one-two punch off the bench. And yeah, if you've got any super coach guys, I think from the Roosters, personally in draft, Sam Walker, captaincy, James Tedesco, captaincy, Joey Manu, captaincy, all those guys uh, can really do a job for you for. The Broncos, there are some interesting ones here. I think these the people in the four pack are really starting to stand up. I think if Ricky and Flegler are on waivers, I think we'll definitely grab them. So on Cobo is an interesting one, fullback only. And, you know, him in the center is a little bit more bore than he did get on the wing last time. They, they got some punch in them. And I think, you know, while I think this is going to be a huge dropping by 24, it's not going to surprise me if this is, you know, close within 6 to 12 in the last 10 minutes and a couple of late tries uh, to the Roosters to kind of blow it out. But I do think the Roosters win this one pretty comfortably. Bronco, Broncos will hopefully give them a bit of a fight at home. But, yeah, I think the Roosters are going to – they got a little nice stretch here heading into the finals. So this will definitely be the week where they try and flex their muscle a little bit. Moving on to the first Saturday game, it's the Rabbits taking on the Titans from the Gold Coast. For the Rabbitohs, they've got there's one seventeen who did play last week against the Eels in that emphatic victory. So Benji Marshall, he obviously only had a little bit of stint last week. He is still uh, in the interchange bench. To be the total, Jaden Silver, Jacob Hose rounding that out. So one to seventeen for the Rabbits as is. Same thing as the Titans. So the only change is Tyron Peachy is, is returning from suspension to push Aaron Clark out of the seventeen altogether. Jamal Fogarty he has recovered from his finger injury, but it looks like it's just a straight-up dropping at the moment because Justin Holbrook has come out and said, Jamal has been good for us last year and this year, but I'm really happy with Toby and Ash. They're, they're playing a combination really well. So that just shows you that Jamal Fogarty is on the out now and he's going to be really, you know, especially while the Titans are making this late season push into the finals, might be a bit uh, troubling to get Fogarty back in. So how this game, th- I think, will go. Rabbits in this one, again, pretty comfortably, 12 points. I think, you know, having Dave Fafita come off the bench, they're obviously trying to really, you know, if he's playing that 60-minute role, they're really wanting to play an impact 60 minutes and getting that first, you know, wear out of the game. Bo Firm is obviously starting there. And then they're kind of doing a bit of uh, wiggle around with the rotation to get the minutes there. So I don't mind. It's been happening It's been happening for a couple of weeks now. The makeup of the bench is very interesting. I think Jolofan uh, Lasone as their big impact front rowers. Then you've got Fafita and PGU offer obviously very different things off the bench. So... It's a team that has a lot of options and they're playing some really, really good footy. Toby Sexton has been an out-and-out star right now. Um, definitely, you know, Ash Taylor and Jamal Fogarty, you know, that combination has got the Titans so far. I think Sexton really does bring a new element to this team. And you know, they're firing on all cylinders and he's you know, obviously coming in and playing his part. So I think good things there. I think Greg Marzio, obviously, his Anthony Dons uh, announced his retirement. So Marzio is looking to really nail down that spot with no Phil Sammy there. And again, it's going to be really hard to see how Phil Sammy cracks this one to five because Brimson, Mazu, Kelly, Herbert, and Thompson is forming some really nice attacking and defensive partnerships there. So, look, it's not going to surprise me if the if the Rabbits don't win this one comfortably. And even if the Titans, you know, were able to squeeze a victory out here, I still think Rabbits, they're starting around in some really nice form. Their four-pack, obviously, of Nichols, Cook, Burgess, Kulamatangi, Arrow, and Murray. And then you obviously have, like I said, Host, Toller, and Sue off the bench. It's one of the more impressive four packs now and obviously you got Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds so you know they're going to get Campbell Graham back eventually um he's still not listed amongst the reserve so they're taking a real cautious approach with him as well as Liam Knight so 
Not uh, rabbits in this one should be pretty comfortable. Let's go by twelve again. The Titans been playing some really really good footy, so you're hoping they can keep that going. Let's get on to the next game, second game on Saturday. It's the Cowboys taking on the West Tigers from Queensland Country Bank Stadium at Townsville. For the Titans, Jason Tomalolo is out with his third hand fracture of the season. You've also got Murray Twilungi and Lachlan Burr who are out after failing HIAs. It does cause quite the reshuffle. Ben Condon comes into the starting lineup in the edge to take Tomalolo's spot. Ben Hampton shifts out to the wing to replace Twilungi. Drake Garanville is now a centre, so he's obviously played hooker, fullback, and centre this season. You've got a couple of guys on the interchange bench, Naini and Nimi, who are on the interchange bench there. Dejan Arcee will partner uh, Jay Greenwood in the centres as Connolly Lomelu has been dropped to reserves. He did have a pretty poor game last week, so that's not really a big surprise. Francis Molo is back into the starting lineup, so Tom Gilbert drops back to the bench. Ruben Cotter failed to get up this week, uh, and it still looks like the hammer is at least three games away from his appendix injury. For the Tigers, they want to go with an unchanged 1-17. to The only change is James Roberts uh, replaces Tom Amoni on the extenders as he has uh, completed his COVID quarantine. So he could be uh, coming back very soon there. I've said it all week, you know, that each team can really, you know, put a put a stamp here and, you know, have a pretty comfortable victory. I've got this one again. I've got the Tigers here. And I actually think they can win by 18, even though they're playing away here. I think Adam Dewey, Moses Sambai, Luke Brooks, this is a real, real big chance here to, you know, get another win, get closer to the eight, and really try and, you know, better that four and against them and get some good attacking footy in. You know, Norfoluma and Talao, you know, the ball didn't really hit them much last week. Cheekham really touched the ball a lot. I think there's an experiment here. You know, Luchi Lano Lelua was really good last week. The front row, Tumano and Tamao doing their thing, and Jacob Little uh, coming off coming off the uh off the starting lineup, but then coming off as a as a bench guy because then Moses Zembai goes into the nine and Zach Sini in a fullback. It looked like it was okay last week. And I think Madge Maguire able to keep the one same one to 17 together again is going to be really, really helpful. Especially as they can't really they've got no more wiggle room now. They really got to put the foot down and go here. So very, very interesting to see. Again, if you're looking for a vice captaincy option, they're all in this game. Embai, Dewey, uh Luciano, all these guys can really do um, some some big strides here. From a Cowboy side, look, it's tough. You know, the season's getting away now. Uh, you look at this team to what it was for what it should have been at the start of season to now, it does look a bit different. Uh, looking at the one to five, obviously, Holmes felt RC Gramble and Hampton, obviously, nowhere near what they expected. You look at the back row in Condon, Lukey, and Hess, again, nothing like you expected. So I think they're just really trying to get to the finish line here. And Todd Payton has shown that he's going to make some changes all the way to the end here and really see what he's got. Condon and Lukey, as a back row combination, see what he's got there. Dejan Arcee getting another crack in first grade. You know, th- th- these are all things. I think Molo and McLean will need to stand up here. I think they are viable second front row options this week, uh, either one of them, because they're going to have to stand up here. Uh, some new guys off the bench, you know, guys that don't really play a lot of big minutes, you know, Condon and Lukey warming into first grade. This is going to have to be a big one from those two experience forwards. So and Molo and McLean are my kind of smokies this week to really, you know, car- carry the, the team there. How I see it going, again, I think this should be pretty comfortable. 18 to the Tigers. Moving on to the last Saturday game, it's from Sunshine Crest Stadium. It's the Manly Seagulls taking on the Parramatta Eels. For Manly, uh, Tanilo Paseca drops out with an ankle injury, so he's out for the next two to three weeks. And uh, Sipley, he has uh, got a one-match ban for a crusher tackle. So what that does is Josh Alloway moves into the starting lineup. 
Kurt DeLewis and Curtis Heron come onto the interchange bench. Sean Kepi is still in a COVID bubble, so he cannot return. For the Eels, a huge loss with re-mining out for the rest of the season, so Joey Lussick goes straight into the nine. Oregon Kafusi is being rested after his head knock last week. So what that means is Isaiah probably moves into the starting front row. Sean Lane comes off the interchange bench to go into the second row. And you've got uh, Makatoa, who's going to make his debut off the interchange bench. Michael Oldfield uh, is playing. Uh, he's been listed amongst the wingers. And Hayes Dunster drops back to the reserves. Again, another huge uh, result here, I think, for Manly. I can't see Parramatta really getting up here. A lot of force changes. Some guys playing some positions they don't normally play. Obviously, Lane coming into the starting side, probably moving in the front row. Oldfield coming in for his first game on the wing. Just a, and obviously, a lot of talk about the play, the Eels off contract, you know, your Gutherson, your Ryan Madison's. I think it's going to really start playing a bit of a, a factor. But none of those can obviously match up to the loss of Reed Marnie. I think we saw throughout stages of this season when he was not there with his first injury, he's a huge, huge loss. And this is going to be a very uphill battle now for Parramatta, who's already, you know, going to potentially lose their top four spot. This might get even more dangerous down towards six and be one and out in the final. So they've got a lot to play for, but going against Tommy Turbo and the Manly Seagulls at the moment is a bit of fool's gold. You know, Peseca coming out, all the way coming back in, you don't lose much there. And the one to seven has been so, so stable this year. No, no much injuries, you know, no suspension, just doing their thing. It's really, really lining up for Manly here. They are looking like the fourth best side in the comp behind the Storm, the Panthers, the Rabbits. Uh, and some might say they even might even jump the Rabbits or the Panthers. So Manly in this one, I actually think it might be similar last week, a bit of a bloodbath. Got Manly here by 28. Uh, it, it could really blow out here. I think Parramatta has shown, especially with the the edge defence, um, some, of the, some of the flaws they have in their team. And you can just absolutely expect Jason Saab, Dom Travojevic, Ruben Garrick, those boys to really be lighting up again. Captains, the options, vice captains, the options. They're, they're all there. And I think uh, it's going to be really, really hard to see this going any other way. Let's move into the second last game of the round. First game on Sunday from Redcliffe. It's the Warriors taking on the Bulldogs. For the Warriors, Kane Evans is out with a one-match ban. Matt Lodge is out with a two-match ban. So Jackson Fry moves in to make his NRFS grade debut in the front row. Jermaine Tunnel brown has been added to the bench. Dallin Martins lesniak is uh, going to fight a judicially charge as he faces a one-match ban for a con- contrary conduct charge. Adam Pompey reclaims his spot in the centres with uh, Villiami Villay dropping out of the 21 altogether. Chad Townsend and Wayne Egan have both been listed amongst the reserves as they return from a shoulder injury. Some huge changes for the Bulldogs. Dylan Napa missing three matches. Jack Hetherington missing two matches. So what that does is uh, Sia Manaf and I moves into the front row and two lone players from Canberra are making their Bulldogs debut. Ryan James will make uh, a starting side in the front row and you've got Corey Horsberg who will come off the bench. So some huge ins there as Matt Dury moves into the second row in place of Corey Waddell who's out of the side altogether. So this Bulldog side all of a sudden becomes a little bit more juicy now with uh, Matt Dury coming to the end of the side, Ryan James and Corey Horsberg. How do I see this game going? I think it's going to be... I'm really, really tempted tempted to say the doggies can get an upset here. I thought Bailey Biondo was really good last week and him and Jake Avrilo just, you know, offer a little bit more than what they have been having the last couple of weeks. You know, I thought, I thought on that edge as well, Aaron Shop 
and Manu have been playing really well as well. And it's likely that they make up with this four pack a lot more. I like a back row of Elliot, Dury, Jackson, and having a front row rotation now of Siamana, Fanai, Ryan, James, and Corey Horsberg. Really, really like it. So I think to me, you know, I'm still going to tip the Warriors here by six. I think it's going to be probably the closest game of the round. I think, you know, if you're looking at captaincy options, Reese Walsh, an absolute superstar. But you look at this um, Warriors forward pack, I'm intrigued by all of it. Vanua Blake, Fry, I think is going to be a good shout. Curran, Aiken, and Siridan. All those guys to me are all plays. So this is going to be a very interesting super coach matchup. I think there are some definitely some Bulldogs that have some options here to, you know, have some good, some good games and some good stats here. So to me, this is probably, if I had to pick one game of the week to watch this week, it's definitely this one because I can see the result going either way. I'm interested to see some of the players that have been coming to make some club debuts in Fry, in James and Horsberg. So to me, this is going to be an absolute cracker of a game. We've got the Warriors by six. But again, from a super coach perspective, if you want to leave your run uh, in the round really late, this is the, this is to me is the game to do it because I think this is going to be an absolute cracker of a game. Last game of the round, let's finish it off with the Sharks and the Knights uh, from Redcliffe as well. For the Sharkies, Will Chambers drops out of the 17 altogether, so Talakai moves into the centres. Jack Williams goes from lock to the back row. Toby Rudolph uh, from prop back to 13. Hamini Newelli steps into the front row, and Billy Magulius comes onto the interchange bench. For the Knights, Bradman Best uh, has been named. So he does have a shoulder injury, so he'll be examined later in the week. Jaden Braley returns after being arrested last round, so Chris Reynold drops out of the side altogether. Lachlan Fitzgibbon will miss the clash, so that does trigger the same reshuffle as the start of the season. Mitch Barnett to the edge, Connor Watson to lock. And Highmore Hunt has been uh, listed to play either he failed a HIA last week. Newcastle here for me. I think Newcastle, they're going to have to really, like I said, go on this run now. They've got the, the draws open up for them. They were 11th at one stage. The draws opened up. A couple of Broncos, Bulldogs, Sharks, Cowboys. This is it. And they got to keep going here. I think the Sharkies, to me, this is, you know, they're, they're, they're right on that cusp of the eight, but they can't lose a game either. So it's going to be very, very interesting. To me, it's actually going to be a game that's going to be won by the two nines. I think uh, both Braley's going to have big, big inputs into the winner of this game. You know, you've got two fullbacks that love to run off uh, work done by their halves. And you've got obviously Connor Tracy, Braden Trindle versus Clifford and Pierce. You would give that slight edge to the Knights. You've got Kennedy versus Ponga, edge to the Knights. Jaden Braley versus Blake Braley, probably edge to the Knights. So... All, all logic says the Knights should win this, but again, they can't afford to lose this game. They've got a near full complement of players, so they, they've got no excuse here. And the Sharkies, look, they could easily have an eye towards 2022, but they are still well and truly in this now. So to me, if they're going to be, you know, coming out swinging, Katoa, Talakai, Ramey, and Molotalo in their, in their edges, their front row, having Ueli back in the front row, I think is actually a big boost for them. I think him, Woods, Nakora, Williams, and Rudolph as the as the front row pack to take on this Newcastle pack. They've got to stand up and really get the job done here because, you know, the season's on another lose lead towns match. You know, they're getting towards the end now where you can't let the teams around you pick up wins and you get losses. So a very, very interesting clash. Newcastle, let's go by six. Another close one. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be an absolute ripper of a round because to me, there's games all over the, the docket, especially those two Sunday games where I'll be definitely tuning in. I think there's some real super coach options uh, that can win you a finals game or get you into the finals uh, if you're in that last round. And again, yeah, I think it's just going to be some great footy. There's no real 
stinkers of matches this week. There's all a bit of intrigue. There's at least one team that can really put on a score and get you some super coach points. And there's some close games from an NRL perspective that should uh, throw up some interesting results for the top eight back uh, matchups and obviously spots down the bottom of the table. Well, that will do it for today, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the uh, round 22 preview. We'll be back later in the week, one little pot on Friday, and then obviously back on Monday with the round review. So thanks for listening. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.